and welcome back fellow subjects. I come to you and this episode of Soul Purpose. I have no idea what number this is. I've just been recording hella podcast episodes just whenever I really feel like it. But I'm too lazy to listen back to them to make sure they're all okay. And at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? Do I have to listen to them? Because I kind of just ramble on anyways. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, like, let's be real. Like, how much editing am I really going to do to that? Like, I'm too lazy to edit it. It's already exported. And so I'm probably just going to put them out and be like extra super candid because before I used to be like, oh, I'm going to introduce and then I'm going to cut it and then I'm going to record again and I'm going to do the chunk and then I'm going to stop and I'm going to do the outro. But I don't know. That's like not my form. Like I like to think I have a form for this podcast. The only thing that I have like um, any sort of consistency is like usually my little outro where I do like my um media and my interests and then log off but yeah other than that welcome to this episode of uh soul purpose i'm back ladies and gentlemen i'm back uh yeah so as i was saying earlier i come to you guys here my subjects thank you for tuning in i am humbly saying that i feel like a goblin today i don't really feel that good about myself right now And I feel like my therapy has really been helping me to see when my mental health takes over my perception of reality. And so if anything, I think a way to word it better is that going through therapy makes it easier to see when my mental illness is showing. Like I can see my mental illness now. Like it. I feel like I'm pretty good at compensating for how I feel by my actions. Like I do a lot of staying busy and a lot of the times I'm trying to keep my mind busy from being mean to myself and sometimes it's a little hard. Like some days are harder, especially when I feel like I don't like the way my skin looks right now or the way my body looks right now. Like sometimes I feel like I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm not a fan, but I feel like most times than not, I actually really do feel good about what I see in the mirror, but it kind of still makes the times that I don't like looking at myself sting a little bit more because I'm just like, dang, like I'm back in this kind of headspace again. This is kind of sad, but I just know that it's an opportunity for me to, you know, be kinder to myself and actively make the choice to, you know, be me with my chest. That's my New Year's resolution is just to be me with my chest. Like I'm uh, doing my best and that's the best I can do. And I just got to pat myself on the back for making it another day and putting my foot in front of the other and just keeping on going. So I, um, yeah, I feel like it really has been, a difference in seeing how like the frequency of my therapy has affected my mental health. I feel like I was feeling really stable. And as I said in a previous episode, I'm pretty sure that instead of going every week to therapy, now I go every other week because I was feeling really good. You know, it was kind of feeling like um, at the therapy sessions, I was kind of struggling to come up with something to talk about or reflect on because I had 
been pretty on top of, you know, whatever situations were causing me anxiety or it was just a time where there was like very minimal situations that were giving me anxiety at the same time. And so I moved my therapy to every other week and I think maybe it's been since the new year that I have been going every other week. I kind of forget when I made the switch. I'm pretty sure it's before the new year that I made the switch um, just to try it out. And I feel like it definitely is kind of crazy to see how if you leave things unchecked and you don't do like the mental work to stay on top of things like you know, checking in with your emotions and not letting things piles up so they don't burn you out and listening to your body and learning to communicate with yourself and with the people close around you. It is a lot to keep up with. And sometimes therapy is a really good tool, even for how minuscule it seems events that you have to process throughout the week even though they seem minuscule, I feel like reflecting back now on what I would say during my every week therapy sessions that I feel like it definitely helped keep my mental poo-poo level at a very stable level because it's like when they pick up the trash every Sunday, it's like it re- it's a reset, right? You get to dump it out and it gets picked up and you get to start again and then maybe over the week there's only a little bit trash in there but it still gets dumped out but even if you go like every other week then there's like definitely more trash in there than usual and why was that like the best analogy I've ever come up with of all time even as I was explaining it I was like wow that really makes sense but no I I really feel like the change in frequency has um kind of been like taking off the training wheels you know like I can really see how um, being able to learn what a consistent behavior is with kind of taking all that mental garbage, processing it and um, properly, you know, just moving on and getting on with life and going with the ebbs and flows and not getting stuck on past events like it definitely makes a difference. And when you don't do it, when you don't do therapy every week, you you know, it kind of lands on you to do it for yourself. And then if like sometimes you get all the way till the therapy session, like sometimes you forget about what you want to talk about in the first place from the last week, you know, and maybe that stuff never gets processed because you forget it. And I kind of feel like I'm going through that right now because I feel like sometimes I'll go into therapy. I'll be like, damn, like there was something I feel like maybe I wanted to talk about, but you know, I didn't really catch it. Like, I feel like I'm now I'm in therapy and I'm just talking about things that, um, like not everything, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely at least glad to admit that I can tell myself that I'm, I know I'm not having a good mental health space right now and it's not my fault. And, um, you know, the mental illness just exacerbates it and makes it a little bit meaner. And the fact that I have a, you know, the garbage truck isn't coming as usual for the poo-poo in my brain that um, things just got a little gnarly in there. But um, it is cool to see how I feel like I can separate myself from the emotions I'm feeling. Like I get really I like I'm I'm a really emotionally based person. And 
feeling emotions makes me feel alive even the emotions that are really really like kind of gnarly or niche like I just love to feel everything very powerfully but that is also a double-edged sword because of course you could think like you know having strong emotions all the time can kind of burn you out or make you feel really emotionally fatigued and tired but at the same time it kind of feels like you know you need that little oomph there. Like I need a little bit of flavor there. I just love to feel all kinds of different emotions. And um, sometimes I get carried away with the gnarly ones. You know, I feel like I get really trapped in my head. And what's crazy is I feel like I'm ignoring that I'm trapped in my head. Um, Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but... I definitely feel like I get trapped in the emotion that it's like a filter on on everything in my life. And maybe sometimes I don't even know the filter is on. And sometimes I like, you know, get stuck in it. I get sucked up in it like a cyclone and I can't escape it. When really like to be healthy, you know, emotionally healthy is to compartmentalize your emotions properly to process them and to look at them like cars on a road you know you just see it pass and you see it when it's closest to you and you see it go away and then you look for the other car you know you just keep on looking like let it pass and you're the person just watching the emotions but you're not the emotions you're not the cars passing by you're the one watching the cars you know and apparently I guess this episode is just me doing a bunch of analogies um but yeah so it's um definitely been a week but you know I am excited because it's a Friday night and I am feeling pretty good about you know excited for the weekend what's crazy is I I I really do remember myself feeling really happy today and happy for the weekend and then me feeling a little bit down about myself for like the last two hours of my day you know um it kind of sucks because it makes it 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 really feels like it taints the whole day even if the day was a majority of it being good and so you know what I'm gonna fucking flip it you know I was happy for most of the day I had a pretty good day today you know the the like freaking dream team was there and it was really fun And I feel like I uh, had a good time with a lot of the patients, making them comfortable, had some good conversations. I even did a pick insertion today and I was training one of my coworkers, Grace. And um, it's kind of humbling (laughs) at the same time, but also a cool way to flex how good my skills are with the pick. But um, like today I, I got everything that I needed to get except the very last step I wasn't able to complete so I had to start over from the top and then I tried a second time and like all the things were like really lucky like I was able to go I basically like everything lined up so I didn't have to open up another kit and it worked out perfectly and even the chest x-ray I got it in cavoatrial junction which is as all vascular nurses know, the very sweet spot for the end of the catheter tip for a a central line. It's like the perfect spot for it to go. Um, And so I felt really accomplished after that. But today, after the pick insertion, I did feel really stressed because I had to pick up the pace by like 
um, training, but also like picking up patients so we don't get behind. So that was kind of stressful. But on the car ride home, I was like, okay, I had a really hard, well, not I had a really hard day, but I just had a very stressful day. So I need to take the time to decompress. So I was just listening to music and trying to sing, but I did notice that, you know, some of the songs I was listening to, I wasn't really, like, I was skipping a lot of music, and usually when I do that, I'm pretty antsy, like, I'm not finding, like, that song to, like, calm me down, and so I could already see that I'm, like, starting to get anxious, so, you know, it's just uh, recognizing behaviors and all those normal things, and learning to do those properly, that's, like, one thing I'm, like, wow, I learned a lot of things wrong, so I got to flip the switch and try to remember how to do things well not remember how but try to practice to do things right you know and um yeah I guess the theme is like uh, therapy actually really helped me I was uh talking with Ace's mom because I'm I'm at fun fact I'm actually Ace's stepmom so Ace is three years old I got him when he was two uh, Jaylene was moving in with her girlfriend and they couldn't keep Ace so they were trying to find him a home and I had just recently moved into my house so I was like really scared of living alone I lived alone for the first six months and I was like you know I need an animal here I need a pet you know I need company so I was like you know what I'm down for a cat because I really liked the cat my dad got and I was only with him for about six months before I moved out but he was a really sweet cat. And I was like, wow, like, you know, he really changed my mind about how cats can be as a pet. And so I was like, you know what, I'm down for a cat, but only if the cat's free, you know, I didn't want to go to the shelter because I would have felt bad. And, you know, I was like, I just want the cat if it's free, like I manifested that. And then Jordan's coworker popped up, she's looking for somebody to house her cat, you know, find him a home. And I was like, you know what, I got an open pad, I might as well just say that, I'm gonna foster him and just hold him till they find somebody but then it automatically she once she brought him to my house I was like oh dang I thought he was gonna stay here for an hour but he stayed up until now he's still here (laughs) ever since his first day where he got dropped off we were supposed to do a trial the trial lasted like up until now (laughs) so I still kept him obviously now he's three and I'm his stepmommy and dad is his stepdaddy. I mean, dad. Oh, my God. And Jordan is his stepdaddy. Jesus. Um, and then Jesse is also from Jaylene, but uh, from Jaylene's twin, I believe. Like, it was raining really hard last year. And then um, apparently there were some kittens from a street cat that were on Jaylene's twin's patio. And then I saw a picture of Jesse. And I already knew I wanted to name him Jesse like the second I saw him it's kind of funny I was like oh what kind of name would be good for this cat you know and then uh he came into the picture I'm pretty sure in February I believe I got him maybe or or maybe March because when I got him he was probably approximately like one and a half because um we had approximated his birthday of his litter to be January 27 making him an Aquarius And then Ace is April 2nd, making him a Mr. Aries. So why would I, why did I go into that? That's kind of interesting. Um, 
Oh, yeah. So Jaylene. So Ace's stepmom. Oh, no. Ace's mom was over today and we had a good conversation. Um, she literally came over around like 7.20, 7.30. And then she literally left like not too long ago, like maybe 11.40 something or 11.30 something. And I'm like, damn, we literally were just yapping on the couch for like almost like four four and a half hours just about like anything and everything and I feel like I haven't had that conversation in like so long but it's like kind of fun like we're kind of talking about everything and nothing but it just like kept on going and going but it was like fun I don't know I can yap on and on with Jaylene for some reason I feel like it's really easy but um we were talking all day (laughs) earlier and I feel like I had a really good time too so you know I overall had a really good Friday today and I'm really glad that I get to be off tomorrow. Um, Jordan and I are also going to Disneyland tomorrow. Like, oh my God, I haven't been to Disneyland since before COVID. And like the, I think the newest ride when I was there, when we were last there was like the Incredicoaster and fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, however long ago that was. And we're going for Sweethearts Night. Ew. So Jordan has a friend that works at Disney. So Jordan listened to me last year because last year I was like, oh, it would be really sweet, you know, if we did something like this for Valentine's Day, you know, something as a couple, just wink, wink. And then by the time he looked for the tickets, of course, they're sold out because Disney fans are actually scary. And um, the commitment should be researched and then they should instill whatever makes people so committed to Disney into like school, into like work, into like working out so that like maybe like and they can put that into a pill so I can take it. So I'll just like take a pill and I'll be like, oh, my God, like, let me go work out at the gym. Like Casey, she she works out so much. I'm like, damn, like that's dedication. Like I feel like I really be seeing people's like dedication and I kind of, you know, I admire it. And I think that's like something that I need to make one of my goals. I think I'm just scared to make goals because I don't want to fail, but it's better to make the goal and try even if you still fail because at least you're attempting it instead of just thinking it because like action is way better than inaction. And so I just got to take my own advice and just like make a goal centered around dedication or something. That way I can kind of build my self-esteem a little bit, you know, and I'm just like trying to find that that thing but right now it's like all the hobbies I want to do are so fucking stationary (laughs) like I just want to read I just want to play on my Duolingo and I just want to journal and also you know be on iPhone and go on TikTok and watch YouTube like I'm so simple but all the hobbies I like are stationary as fuck and I'm trying to be like like I'm trying to be like a determined person so that like I can find something that's very uh rewarding to do but it's also physical but at the same time I'm like bro I can't be bothered but at the same time I'm like dude I know I need to move my body like it's so hard it's so hard for me to start I don't know what it is I know I just need to start but I think I just am scared for some reason I don't know um so I'll maybe try to dive deeper into that with myself and like try and reflect and see like what I can do to build up my self-confidence with my, you know, my self-discipline and the stamina of my determination and my motivation and try to keep it at a level where it's like I can start to admire myself like I admire some of my colleagues and some of my friends and even my boyfriend, you know, that's like some dedication. And that's 
that's that's cool that's sick as fuck you know like i think dedication and self-discipline is very attractive you know it's like it just shows somebody that's very um mature like they know the long game they know the long game is the real game and i really respect that kind of mindset because that's like what i what i try to believe that i am you know that i'm like thinking about long game shit and so that's why i'm going to be happy with my chest this week and then i'm also going to just have a good time you know i'm not going to put myself down because it's like well what is the point of putting myself down you know it's just going to put me further down it doesn't make sense and now that like i am able to like talk through my emotions and kind of like focus on like my behaviors and which ones are really not the good ones now it's so easier for me to try to get out of a slump faster and it's so refreshing because it it makes me feel like what I want to feel, which is like I'm on my team. And I said this on a previous episode already, but like I really feel that on like in my core. Like I know that like once I know that I'm a person who's got my back, like I feel like I'm going to accomplish everything I want to do and a little bit more. And that possibility is really exciting, you know, and I want to speak life into it and practice it and feel it. And I honestly feel better like after kind of talking this through and processing this in real time that, um, you know, I want to be there for myself and I want to be on my own team and I want to love myself and I just want to be happy and let myself be happy. You know, that's like the biggest roadblock is I'm the one that's standing in my own way. And it's so frustrating because me being the one standing in my way just hurts my feelings a little bit more you know it's not somebody else it's not a monster it's me and I'm like stopping it for some reason because I haven't moved on from something in my past probably and so I'm gonna be fucking happy with my chest bitch I swear to god I swear to god I'm gonna die trying but at least I'm gonna try you know um so I read Akatar. <laughs> Speaking of passion and dying for something you love, Akatar, bro, A Court of Thorns and Roses. So I had, you know, my hesitancies with a fantasy book, but I did read a fantasy book before I read Akatar. It was called Beyond the Veil, What Lies Beyond the Veil. And that shit was really good like I stormed I breezed through that shit hella fast and what's crazy is that if you're wondering yes it did have some sucking and licking and fucking and and some crazy I can't say that on this podcast this is a pg-13 rated podcast I'm just kidding there's like not enough people to that listen to this podcast that this podcast is literally uh like a voicemail it's not even rated (laughs) it's just a voicemail and so yeah so I read Akatar after I read the first fantasy book and let me tell you the story is rich like it's crazy because I get really bored when there's no romance in a book or there's like no longing yearning like I need some kind of romance that keeps its tendrils on the story even though there's like drama and a whole bunch of other sustenance and richness to the plot aside from the romance of it and the sucking and licking and but I read it and 
I'm going to start the second book soon, which I've heard is crazy, girl. I heard the second book is crazy. I checked it out of the Casey Luna Library. And it's really cool because um, Casey and I really do have very similar tastes in books. And the fact that we can share it and when we were at work and we can maybe like share what we've read on our kindies and the stories we've read and the book boyfriends we have. And if we were in a room with all of them, who would we choose first? (laughs) Yeah, makes me giggle a little bit and, you know, twiddle my hair with my fingers and curl my toes. But It's just something that makes me a little happy, you know. Like I said earlier, I'm a very emotional person. And boy, let me tell you, when I get off on some dopamine, especially if it's dopamine from a book, dopamine from a plant, dopamine from a coffee, anything. Like I'm a dopamine fiend. So put romance in dopamine. Ooh, I'm going to eat that shit up, especially with a little bit of nasty. (laughs) Excuse me. But... Yeah, it's been really fun. So I read Akatar and I feel like very, I feel like I just watched a season one of a TV episode and I'm about to get into the second one, but it's crazy because I see it in my mind and I like, I see the story, but it was all just words. That fu- That's fucking crazy. You're telling me a bunch of words on paper, put these pictures in my mind and I remember all the pictures because I remember the story and what happens. You're freaking kidding me. It's like I'm freaking studying the dictionary and remembering every word. That's crazy. So, um... Yeah, very cool. Love reading, love being educated. Also really loving speaking two languages. No, three. English, Japanese, and Spanish. Para mi español, mi practico y estudiar. Y cuando mi trabajo, mi dice con pacientes, esta solo dice en español. Y mi pacientes, corretar mi palabras y mi preguntas um, pero es muy divertida y um, y <laughs> okay, es todos es todos um, but yeah that's a that's a touch of my Spanish and I feel like it's definitely gotten a little bit better I've been trying to study a little bit more and I talk with my patients at work and then what they do is they'll uh, correct my wording and also I'll answer all my questions. So it's really fun. And that's basically what I said in Spanish, which is really cool. You know, it's um, fun, makes me feel like I'm using 100% of my brain when I speak another language. And that's a cool feeling, you know, kind of studying, but making it be fun. Like Duolingo's definitely got some shit, dude. So um, two things that we can take from this podcast today is that one, the commitment that comes from Disneyland fans should be put in a pill so that I can take it so that I can work out and be hot and be determined as fuck. And then whoever made the Duolingo bird should also Duolingo me into, um, working out (laughs) and getting physical and being active and having it be rewarding uh 
like I try here and there, you know, I, it's not like I don't try. Like when I do get the motivation or I do have the energy, I'm just like, okay, let me go on a walk. And then I'll be like, wow, I love walks. Then I'll go on a two hour walk and then I won't walk for like another three weeks. It's crazy. I don't know what, what that is, but it's like, it's like, sounds like a binge or something. But anyways, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it cause I'm getting kind of eepies. I'm getting un, papico, un poquito mimir. You know, I'm getting the mimis. And that is baby talk for, I'm getting a little seepy, you know? So as far as media, I really have been shower song with I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. And then I really been in my orchestra because when I read, I don't like reading with like nothing, especially if I'm like around people who are like really loud, I need some sort of like noise to tune it out or buff it at the least. And so um, I've been listening to a lot of classical, which I feel like really adds like mood, a mood, a good mood to when I'm reading the book. And for some reason, it always syncs up perfectly. Like even when I had Casey in my car, um, she was saying like, because we sometimes like we'll carpool and then we'll read when we get there early because it's like maybe I park at eight and then we start walking to the clinic at 820. And so we'll read for about 20 minutes and I'll be playing classical music. And I'm like, damn, like this music is intense. Like, why is it actually going with the book? And Casey was like, yeah, that's so crazy. And so some of the classical songs that I really like right now, one is Piano Concerto in E Major op.59 number two and dante by maritz muskowski marcus polwick polish national radio symphony orchestra and anthony witt i'm also really liking the song nostalgia by joe hisaishi and orchestra Chita de ferreira and also really liking liking chivaski valse sentimentale uh, op.51 number six um yeah by Piotr Ilrich Chavisky Chavosky Tchaikovsky oh my god shame on me Tchaikovsky Joseph Sekhanov and the London Festival Orchestra and that is a lot of artists to look up and if I was tuning it out I wouldn't know what I said at all so just look at my ballet bops playlist on Spotify <laughs> And press play when you want to listen to classical. And maybe you're going to hear something that's going to make you want to cry. So, oh my gosh. Jesse just scratched the scratching board in the office and it scared the crap out of me. All right. So, I'm going to call it a night. Thank you for lending me your ear. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.